everybody, this is Anna and Brian from Amada World Podcast and today we have our next guest for AI episode, Chris from Metaphysics AI and Metaphysics AI is the world leader for AI generated content. Hi Chris. Hello Anna, hello Brian, nice to meet you. Can you please tell a little bit more about your background and some small introduction to Metaphysics AI? Yes, so I started out as a visual artist making prints for a lot of restaurants and those kind of things when I was very young. And then I got into video editing, got my first video camera, and I just sent video to the biggest television company in Belgium. And somehow they picked me up. They wanted me to make some Facebook videos with their, with their actors and stuff for some fun online actions. And while I was sitting there, I started teaching myself VFX by following YouTube tutorials, how they did it in the movies. And then slowly I started using those techniques in my videos. And then after being there for six years, I did all the VFX and motion design in the company. And then in my free time, I started doing some fun videos with a friend of mine who worked there as well. And, and, and somehow they went viral in the meantime. So there's funny YouTube videos. And then I stumbled upon AI and, and face swapping technology. And I realized the potential of the technology, like the creative possibilities. I, it brings uh, translating videos, working with stunt doubles, making someone look younger, for example. And when I used it for the first time, I made Jon Snow say sorry for season eight of Game of Thrones. It was just a joke, but I thought the, tech, the, the use of this technology and the way I used it was new. And it's took me by surprise it went viral and that's when I realized like okay this is what I have to focus on this is the this is the future and that's when I decided to leave Belgium as well I came to Bangkok my uncle is was living here for 35 years already so it made sense to go to him so I could focus on my on my on my techniques and and and, and not being called upon by companies to come to the studio and do some VFX work I wanted to focus on this and when I was in Bangkok for two months. After two months, Matt and Trey from South Park called me up and they said like, look, we like your work. What you're doing is amazing. Let's uh, come to LA and join the team. So that's what I did. Um, COVID broke out, of course, so I had to go back to Belgium. Uh, eventually I came back to Thailand, so I worked remotely for them. And while I was working remotely, I met Miles Fisher. Miles Fisher is the actor who is doing the deep Tom Cruise videos with me on TikTok. And when I made those videos with him, it went super viral. The whole world recognized possibilities of this technology and how it could be used in real productions. That's how lifelike it looked like. And I got a lot of inbound companies that wanted to start a work together or people that want to start a company. And one of those was Tom Graham. And from the hundreds of conversations that I had with a lot of people, Tom was the one that stuck. Like he, he, he realized the potential, he realized where it was going. And that's when I decided to leave South Park and start a company with Tom and my brother, Kevin. And uh, now two years later in, we started with three people. Now we're like at 65 or something, uh, which is crazy. But in the meantime, we did a lot of things that we, we made sure that the people knew about the ethical use, the way we, we try to use our technologies in an ethical way when there's consent and 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 try to push the agenda to to for ethical use in 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 AI technologies, and 
now currently we're working on the biggest project that I've ever worked on. We're making a movie with Rob Smekis and Tom Hanks, which is crazy. And now I'm here. Oh my god, this is like the last bit actually that killed me. But the first one is like started from the Jon Snow and just like, <laughs> sorry yeah. for the... I always believe, you know, the internet is there for you to learn a lot of things. And everything is on YouTube and on Google. Just you can find everything. Mm -hmm. So if you really want it, like, there are a lot of possibilities to teach yourself a lot of crazy things. And that's what I always believe. So you're doing something with, you know, how AI and how that is being put into video. Can you tell us a little bit more about the, the process, like in terms of how you're applying it to film? So is this almost similar to a stunt double kind of thing? You, know, yeah, like you mean you have... the Deep Tom Cruise thing? The Deep yeah, Tom yeah. Cruise videos you mean? Yeah. Kind of... yeah. So, so how we do it, right? With AI, it's not just AI. And with that, I mean, it's not just gathering data from Tom Cruise for the Deep Tom Cruise videos, for example, put it in a computer and it does everything for you. There is some difference in the way you train these models. You can train it in a million ways, of course, but if I would start a model today and, 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 and or like say I start 10 models, the way you train it and the way you treat your data and the way you, you adjust your parameters while you're training it, you'll get 10 different results. And you'll get 10, 10 outputs that look like Tom Cruise, for example. But one will look like a cousin. One will look like, hmm, well, it could be a look-alike if, if, you, if you really look deep. But the way you train these models, that's the, that's the art of it. And also, when a model is going in a certain way, how to adjust it and how to make sure it's right on track. So I think that's the art of AI in combination with VFX. So it's a lot of experiments that you have to do because training these models takes a lot of time. And, and the artistry is in likeness. How do you make someone look like the real thing, right? For the Tom Hanks movie, for example, we're de-aging the actors. But how did Tom Hanks really look like when he was young? It's not just like putting a Snapchat, Snapchat filter on him. It's like you really have to look deep, like when he smiled when he was young. How did his, how did his muscles work? Because it's still an older man driving a younger face. And, and that's, it goes way deeper than just putting a model or a filter on top of his face and that's that's the artistry where where that comes in regarding ai and vfx i think i think usually it's the most difficult places is like the lips and the eyes it's kind of like really tricky to model or just like mm. to get around because people can actually see that maybe there's too many details i think mm. or wrinkles mm. but it could be used in very good um like was it blade runner the new one when they the, the actress they generated the whole look of her i don't remember the name of the <laughs> character i haven't seen that seen movie it. no i haven't seen it but what you're talking about so yes and no for example so there are a lot of different ways how to train these models right and every model reacts differently i could train a model from tom hanks and uh, with the same data and one model will look as if he's 30, 30 years old and another model will look as if he's 20 years old. And that also has an impact on the eyes and on the mouth, for example. Usually with these models, you always lose a tiny bit of expression. So you have to keep that in mind. So whenever you have actors doing something, you always have them to overdo it a little bit. And so, so you, keep, you keep a natural expression. What you see on YouTube, with a lot of these artists on YouTube, you can 
because in a lot of cases they don't have access to these high-level VFX artists or compositors, so they have to do it all to do it all on their own. And that's of course where you see some glitches in the eyes. Eye direction is a good one, and there is no natural eye direction. I think where you can see it as well is the connection between the chin and the neck. That's where you can see it's a bit soft. Something doesn't add up, and I think those are things you can look at. And if you really are looking at is, for example, if you're doing, for example, something with Morgan Freeman, I'm just taking him as an example, and you put a real Morgan Freeman video or a picture next to him, or you put it on top, overlay it on top of each other, it's the small things, the distance in between the eyes, the size of the mouth, the shape of the teeth, like those small things. Like, he might look like Morgan Freeman, but it's not the exact thing. It's like a replica. And I think that's... That's where the artistry comes in handy. You can you can resolve those things, but it needs more attention. Needs more work than just training data on top of a lookalike or someone random. Yeah. Do you think with new technologies it will be harder and harder to distinguish which one is the true one and which one is the modeled one? Yes. Yes. I think you can you can compare that with car commercials. For years we've been looking at car commercials on TV. And you never think about, like, is this real or not? Because that's how real it looks. And the same thing will happen with, with people. Like, we're coming to um, to a point where you cannot see the difference anymore. We're already doing that. We're already pl translating commercials, for example, to different languages. And you couldn't tell if, it's, if, if that person really speaks a certain language or not. So I think we're entering an era in the next five to ten years where in, 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 uh, when we look back, you're going to say, like, do you remember back then we didn't have any synthetic media? I think it's it's like revolution we're cur currently going through. And it's opening up a lot of possibilities. And um, also regulation, of course, which I think is very important as well. I think on some of the podcasts I even heard that some of the relatives of the actors who died, they were a bit opposed of using their likeness or their voice. So, And I think it's just like even yesterday I've seen that Tom Graham from Metaphysic, he actually did yes. the copyright registration, submitted the copyright registration about the AI likeness. So do you think that will be the way to go? So if yes. you submit it. Yes, so yeah. those, are, those are two questions, right? And with the first one, so the estates. Uh, for example, a good example is what we did on America's Got Talent with Elvis. So we went to the estate and we had to have a lot of approvals because a lot of people have ownership of that. And every estate or someone who owns a specific uh, persona has a right to to say no to to uh, to you to, to being used in in something, right? So for Elvis, we asked permission. We had everything on paper, and that's very important. We do that with everything. Like we also did a marketing campaign two years ago with the Belgian football team, where we had where they made a commercial, and they had the current manager talk with two legendary managers who passed away 20 or 30 years ago so they were having a conversation between the three of them and that was a marketing campaign to 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 cheer the team to go to the euro european world cup to the world cup we didn't do well but yeah okay but it was very fun and and, and i even remember my grandfather calling me he was crying like i know those people and i said yeah that's exactly what i wanted right like to make to make you proud and the family as well the family was very happy when they saw it they were crying as well but actually, back to my point is, the, sta the estates, they have the rights. What's being, what's happening with their, with, uh, with the character they, they, 
sorry, that's that's the wrong way to say it. So the estates have the right to say no or to to agree on certain things. I think it's very important moving important moving forward that everyone, anyone, not just celebrities, anyone can file for copyright of her, of his or her own likeness. And I think that's very important moving forward because we're entering this era where every, everything can be replicated with AI and, and other things. So it's very important that you have the right over your own likeness and that if someone is making a video of you without your permission, you have the possibility to have that being taken down. And, and I think it's very important. This is a first step with the copyrights. Um, claim that we did with Tom a couple of days ago. I think that's a very sensible approach to the problem. I think the, the problem with say relying on copyright is I guess there's kind of like almost like a delay between the actual say video being released and any action that can be taken. Like do you think there'll yeah. be a time when we can have tools to almost preemptively uh, I guess decide whether or not this something is created by deepfake. I know, I can't remember who it was. It might've been NVIDIA or some other organization. They were, or Intel or something. They were experimenting with this AI that I think looked at blood vessels on your face or something to decide whether or not you're deepfake. That's pretty, yeah. it seemed like pretty advanced stuff, but I don't know if you're aware of anything else that's yeah. sort of does Yeah, so, so I think this copyright claim that we did, I think it's a first step. So you have to give the people, you have to give everyone the possibility to, to 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 do something about it, right? That's the first step. So you have your own ownership. That's the first step. You know what to do. You you know that you have the right to do something and that something is being done. I think that's important. Then the next thing I think with Nvidia, no, that was Adobe actually. I'm not sure what Nvidia was doing, um, but well, we're going to have detectors, which is that can detect if, if something is being generated by AI or something is synthetic. And I think in, in long term, platforms like YouTube, Twitter, anything really will start implementing these things. And we're not, it, it'll take some time to have like an implementation of, let's say, a copyright system where, for example, if someone uploads a video of me synthetically generated, that by just uploading it to YouTube, YouTube will automatically detect it and will know, okay, this is Chris Yumi. Does he give permission for this? And and, and, and there will be a system that works like that. The only issue right now is we've got a lot of companies working on deepfake detection, but of course it's like a, a mouse of a cat, cat. It's a game of a cat and a mouse, I would want to say. It's very difficult because technology keeps evolving. And we're not there yet with the open source tools that they can generate things where like hyper real as in you cannot see the difference. I still haven't seen it personally. You cannot compare it to what a company like ours is doing because we have a whole team working on this. Uh, we've got a lot of AI artists. We got talented com talented compositing team, and that we're really fine tuning on those high on those hyper real details. But the time will come when people will be able to generate hyper real media and you cannot see the difference. You can already see it with stable diffusion, with pictures going around, about a lot, a lot of celebrities doing crazy things. So I think it's important that we start implementing these detection systems and these labeling systems even. I think that's very important. But yeah, it's, it's all very new. So I know a lot of companies are jumping on detection as well to make sure everyone is aware if something is real or not. That's a very good point. I think it was it, it was very recently that a lot of prominent figures like experts from Google and even 
Like Elon Musk signed this petition to almost stop the training of AI. I think they were specifically targeting GPT, but yes. I guess it could be almost applied to any kind of AI system. Like, what do you? What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think it's very important that the base of it is ethical and and ChatGPT. And there are a lot of questions on what these models are being trained on. And the only thing is that you cannot stop evolution and technology, of course. So, because I saw that as well, and I, I do agree on certain points. The only problem is people are not stopping stopping developing those open source tools. So it's not going to stop. So, so the, the problem here is that in a way we'll have to adjust to it. How can we? How can we? Um, how can we adapt and prepare ourselves for for this revolution in technology and media? So yeah, it's a difficult question to answer, really, because I totally agree with with why they're asking for it and 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 why people are feeling uncomfortable. But that's what I've been doing for years now. The reason why I did Deep Tom Cruise, for example, in the beginning was to raise awareness. I wanted to show people, like, look, this is possible. At the same time, I wanted to make people smile. That's why we made it funny. But raise awareness. That's also one of the reasons why we did AGT. Like, look, this is a mainstream platform. Everyone will see what this is. And every time someone will see someone sees something which doesn't make sense, they'll start questioning it. And they'll start looking up to media outlets and like if it's the real thing or not. And I think that's very important. Don't always believe what you hear or see nowadays. And yeah, that's what I wanted to tell about it. I'm sure we need to be careful, but at the same time, I I'm very positive in terms of like new tech and it's just it's just tech. It's how we use it. That's what matters. I mean, exactly. I think recently, yeah, I've seen was it some Netflix show about the coded bias. I think it was a name, and they were actually talking about the the data we are feeding with the AI. Mm -hmm. That's actually what is important, and that's the reason why we get so many biases when people with a dark skin will not be able to. I think there was a girl; she was able to have her face recognized only when she decided to put a white mask over top of that. So, yeah, oh, wow. we. we we, yeah. we just need to be careful about the uh, yeah the data we're using. Data is the most important, right? And um, I think if you think about that, then uh, as well as like with celebrities, and let's say Cristiano Ronaldo, for example, in the future it's already happening. But for example, if he has to do a commercial for Nike in New York, and he's living in is in Saudi Arabia, I'm sorry, he doesn't have time to fly over. So. But what he can do now is he can sell his synthetic likeness instead of flying over himself. There are pros and cons. The pros are Nike can make a commercial every day of the year without needing Ronaldo on set. Ronaldo doesn't have to fly over and he's still getting paid. It's probably a different different agreement that they have, but it's a win-win for both. The only thing we have to be careful with, and especially Ronaldo in this case, is his data. So he needs to make sure he's working with companies or make make sure that his data is secure. So if he's making a data set of himself in a, in a studio, he has to make sure that data is not openly available on the, on the internet because people will start using it. So I think that's very important. And what I, want, what I want to say here is data is so extremely important, not only to train these models, but in Ronaldo's case, to recreate his full likeness. So I think that's the important thing, making sure your data is secure 
and not everyone just has access to it. You don't want to work with random companies. I'm not even talking about companies. I'm just saying, like, if you work with people who you don't know, it might end up somewhere on the internet, right? And you don't want that. I actually very like the example that you gave it right now. It, it could be even helpful for the climate. So if you're flying less, it will free up some time for the celebrity yeah. as well. But at the same so. time, we've got these GPUs working, of course. I think it's it's part of the thing about it is is uh, more as possible. And with that, I mean markets are opening up. Uh, like suddenly company or whatever in a certain country, doesn't matter where, can suddenly hire Ronaldo to do some stuff for him, with him. And because he doesn't have to go there, so suddenly they can do a campaign with Ronaldo. Of course, Ronaldo at the same time has to keep in mind that he's not overselling his likeness, so people don't get bored of him and his value decreases. So that's important as well. But he can also do a commercial in English, and he can just use AI software to, to translate it to whatever language he wants. So suddenly you have a Ronaldo doing a commercial in Dutch in my country, in Belgium. And, 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 and that's something that hasn't happened before. But it also goes the other way around where you have Belgian actors or even Belgian musicians that sing in Dutch that can suddenly start translating all of their art and music to English and different languages. So they could be number one in Russia or wherever, and they don't even speak the language. I'm going off track, but just wanted to scope it a bit. I think it's just like it's actually um, some fans, they will feel much closer to the, the celebrity because they will speak their language. It's actually yeah. a very good point. Do you have any other hopes and prediction for metaphysics AI or like AI in general mm -hmm. in the future? Yeah, I, I think very interesting is connecting the world more and more to get rid of these language barriers in a way. I think that's a big step because that's where a lot of communication goes wrong because people don't really understand each other. And 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 by we did it with Alu Black. We made him sing a song in Spanish and Chinese and he doesn't speak those languages visually and, and then we worked with a company to do the audio. But I think it's very interesting because you could you could open up the whole world for for, for people or artists and that's just uh, another artist example of course that don't speak a certain language. And I think, I don't want to get too reliant on AI, but I think it would help a lot when people are actually being able to communicate with each other clearly. I think that's a big thing, to be honest. And hopes, I'm not sure. Like, uh, I always do what makes me happy, and that's why I'm sitting here today. I just follow. I've always been, I always wanted to be creative and work on new things, which make me happy, and I always want to make people smile. And that's what I'm doing with Deep Calm. We really think about the ethical side and, and and to make sure that what we're doing with deep tom cruise that that it's correct and we're not abusing uh, tom cruise in any way we want to make sure that that he with every video he sees that he's happy and that that he can smile and it also keeps him in the picture in a way and it makes people happy because the interesting thing there is you can actually see in the comments section you can people actually see communicating with deep tom cruise like for them it's another person like it's a character right it's like it's like a parody, and they are actually um, talking with deep harm. And, and it's very funny if you see that. Like It's like this digital persona, and they just accept it as if it's a real person. So yeah, it's difficult to give you my hopes and dreams. It changes month by month because new technologies are coming up, and it goes quick. Absolutely. But is there like, how do you say, ideal project, or your next ideal project that you'd like to work on? What's the next big thing? 
you know, mind if you can share. Uh, yeah, the project we're currently working on, that's the Tom Hanks project, which I think is very, very interesting um, because like I said before, it's all about likeness, right? And, and that's the big thing. Like it's not just a face filter. And I think that's an interesting challenge. I want to make a one-to-one, -one, well, I don't want to say copy because Tom Hanks is driving it himself, but just as how he looked when he was young. And that's not easy. There are a lot of things that go into it. And I think I'm super proud that as a team, we can work on this and the team is already doing a great, great job currently. And sadly, I cannot say too much, but it's very exciting. So I hope when this movie comes out that you, that all of you will be watching it because it's a movie where we travel through time and we see a lot of different ages of these actors. And that when you watch it, you don't even think about that it's fake. It's like, yeah, he's there and he's 20 years old. That makes sense. That's not a 65 year old man. And that a movie, like, yeah, that's, that's why I always do it, right? To make people smile. And I think this is one of those things. So if we talk about future projects, it's very difficult to, to predict what and how, because like I said, we came from a company from three people, two years and I know one year and 11 months ago. Now we're with 65 or 66, I think. And uh, come from a very normal, normal family. Like I never expected to own a company like and it's very difficult to predict where we will be in six months, to be honest. That's how quick it's going. And I have okay. to say, when I worked for Matt and Trey, it was really difficult to say goodbye to them. Like, they were my idols, and, and, and you probably know them very well. They're my idols. They're very great people. And the day that I had to make the decision, go to Hollywood, sign a big contract, and live in L.A., like, that's what everyone wants, right? Being in Hollywood, I don't really care about that, but, like, 99% of people would say yes and just sign a contract and just stay with him. And I just decided, like, you have to follow your heart. You have to do what makes you happy. And this made so much sense. Like, somehow, by doing Deep Tom Cruise, people made me, like, the the face of the technology in a certain way. So people were, were listening when I was talking about it. And I felt responsible to make sure people understand that we have to do this ethically. This has to go in a way where it's controlled and, 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 and we're not abusing the system. So that's why I felt like, look, I have to do this with Tom. I have to say no to Madden Trey. And if it fails, it fails. At least I did what, 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 what my feeling was telling me. And I don't want to get too emotional here. I just want to make sure that that's why I made that decision. And um, yeah, I just hope we're pushing it in the right direction. Hope we're, we're, we're trying there, of course. Yeah. I think it's just like follow your heart is the main kind of Yeah, thing. and that's with everything, right? That's the only way how you, like, like you have to do what makes you feel happy because that's how you can dive into things and, 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 and run that extra mile to make sure that something is exactly as how you want it to be. Do you have any closing thoughts for listeners? How can they connect you? How can they find out what the work you're doing? Well, if they, they type Chris, C-H-R-I-S, and then U-M-E in Google, they'll probably find my Instagram. And that's the, that's the easiest way, I think. But just in general, I think, look, you have all these possibilities to knowledge, like stable diffusion, for example. It's up and it's up and coming. It's all there. Like if you want to learn something, you want to do something. It's all available. You can dive into it and you can start learning yourself. It will take some time, but it's there. Like there are no special classes because schools don't have an idea what's going on. They need time to adapt it into their system, and the technology is going so quick. So if you want to do something, you can just do it and just get good at it. And that's how you create opportunities for yourself so that's the only thing i want to say everything's possible thank you so much it was i i love that episode yeah <laughs>
Alan, it was Thank full you for of the energy. Bye. Bye. Bye.